It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply, other restrictions may apply. Hey, this is Beyond the Letter. Pastor Adam is not going to be in with us. He is currently in Israel. Uh, exciting stuff. But filling in for him is going to be Jermaine. And uh, we're going to do a special episode on uh, Gen Z. This is Beyond the Letter. Guys, we have a special show today. We have our uh, Gen Z uh, contributors uh, in the house today. Yeah, we let's have, go. Yep, yep. And so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we have Camille. Hello, everybody. So good. So glad to be here today. Awesome. 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 <laughs> You've been practicing. Got that million, yeah, I'm like in the mirror. Million right, dollar right, right. smile oh right there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and we got Alizé. Yeah, usually behind the camera. Now I'm in front of Hey. <laughs> hey yeah. And we have Jermaine, who's kind of on the cusp of yeah. millennial and Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you right. You made it. You made it. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, um, uh, Camille, you've been to, uh, you've attended our church for quite a while, right? How long? Um, I'm 20, so 20 years. Dang. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Since you were a baby. Like okay. literally since I was a okay. baby, my, my <laughs> parents started coming when we were on Utica. So I've been here yeah. for literally as long as I can remember. I've never gone anywhere else besides here because I love it. But <laughs> Oh, fantastic. We like to yeah, hear that. Awesome. Now, uh, how old are you? I just turned 20. I've been 20 for exactly one month today. Okay. Well, happy belated late birthday. Thank you. Thank all right, you. All right. And Alizé, how old are you? I'm 19. So my birthday's in 28 days. Hey. Okay. Hey. Okay. In case I forget, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank <laughs> right. you. And you've been uh, at this church for how long? Uh, about a year. year okay. And a few months. But you grew up in the church, right? Yeah. You have family yeah. in the church. My grandparents are pastors. So okay. Church okay. has been right. my whole identity. Yeah. Elmani, right? Yeah. yeah. Elmani. Yeah. 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 And then Jermaine. Yeah, uh, 26 years old. 26, all right. Yes, right on the cusp of Gen Z and millennials. Yeah, right, right. So. And you're also our uh, junior high pastor. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a pastor, but and, middle school director. Yeah. And you work with um, uh, high school a lot too, right? Yeah, yeah. You we kinda... do like youth ministry full on. So that's like, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Middle school ministry specifically, that's what I focus on, but then help out all around youth ministry, everything. So so like what what is the... Um, what is the Gen Z like cutoff? Like, what's the youngest before you're not Gen Z anymore? Me, yeah, nineteen. No, no, that's the oldest. Other way. Oh, the what's youngest. The youngest? Uh, I believe it's fourteen years. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. right now I'm twenty six. So people who are in yeah freshman in high school. Okay, freshman in high school. Okay, okay, Which yeah. Is trippy to think about, <laughs> right? Because the the weirder that like what makes me feel old is when people say what year they were born. What year were you okay. born, Alize? Two thousand two. 
Oh, it's not that okay. Bad, but that's okay. crazy. It's okay. like okay. when, you, when yeah, people, people start say telling me like, the tents. Like, I'm like, no way you exist. Yeah, middle school. Yeah, middle school. No way you are alive right now. I'm like, it still is 2010. What do you mean? Yeah, middle schoolers would be like, oh yeah, I was born in 2000. 11 and you're like i know where i was in 2011 <laughs> right, like i have a memory like yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy it's so yeah. it's so weird yeah. <laughs> scary dude. and then i'm i'm millennial so i'm 34 years old uh I, i'm a millennial and i've been here for my entire life uh, uh as the pastor's son the senior pastor's son um but you know i'm excited about today because i want to learn gen z <laughs> culture and generation because here's the thing i'm a big fan of gen z i'm a big fan of gen z love gen z i think they're the greatest generation to ever exist oh, wow. i think That's they're the hardest statement. working wow. i think they're the hardest working generation the smartest generation no i'm tr i'm trolling boomers I'm like, right now uh, <laughs> okay sounds good know you've met but <laughs> i'm trolling boomers because boomers love to to hate on uh, gen right. z yeah. you know you know mm -hmm. so uh, I like to throw it, throw it back at them every now and again, but I really am. I, I, I really, I really do love Gen Z and I love Gen Z because, um, I'm kind of, um, I, I'm very curious person. I, I, I love humanity. Like I'm very curious with, you know, what's going on in the world and Gen Z in particular has really struck, uh, stood out to me recently because I've been on a lot of social media lately. Um, the past few years, because I've been, um, dealing with like a physical injury and so i've been bedridden a lot mm -hmm. so i've been on the like social media a lot more than i would have if i was like a normal functioning you know mm -hmm. uh yeah. pastor or whatever so um but i just noticed some things uh about gen z and, and they they're just so, so unique because uh millennials were really the last generation to not grow up with the internet yeah mm -hmm. you know so we're the last generation in history that will grow up uh, with just television and playing outside yeah. as our form of, uh, you know, so we can relate a lot more with Gen X and with boomers in that regard, in which you just play all day with your friends outside, skateboarding, basketball, you don't have screens in front of your face for hours on end, iPads, you know, uh, social media and so on. So it, it's really unique in that. And I just wonder how much of that has um, made Gen Z a unique uh, sort of generation. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Along those lines, what do you guys think about that? Like gr just growing the difference in like being the first generation to like grow up on the internet. I mean, for me personally, I'm a little in the middle because for a good portion of my childhood, like I didn't really have screens, television. Yeah, iPad and stuff and a phone and stuff like that. I didn't get that until like I was a teenager. So. That for me is kind of like I relate more to you guys in the sense of like being outside, hanging out with friends. Like I was the only child, so I just had to be creative. I drew a lot. Mm -hmm. I played with like toys. I did a lot of other things like TV was very low on my priority. I'd watch like Food Network at the age of nine. Like that was my <laughs> entertainment. But it was very rare that I watched TV. I had the very old one like very okay. old Big box. little box the box yeah with like the old control has like three buttons on it that's what i had so i don't know about camille how you grew up i well okay so i know i without even okay let me restart what i'm saying my sisters are a lot older than me and in comparison to the way that they grew up and the way that i grew up is completely different so the smallest mm. age gap is eight years so mm. my sisters okay. are my sisters are all millennials okay. like yeah they're old. Um, a lot older than me. They're not old. Millennials, you guys are not old, I promise. But I'm saying, like, no, there's a are. big age. Dang. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's a big age gap. And, like, for me, growing up, like, I had 
my first phone, I got it when I was 12 because I was like taking the bus from school and my parents were like, I want you to have a phone if you're going to do that. But like now there's kids who have phones at like eight years old and I'm like, what are you even doing with that? Like what? Um, But like, yeah, I grew up with TV and I did a lot of sports. I was active. Like I was always here. Like I always was doing something. I was never like looking at the TV for more than like three hours of my day. I wasn't spending that much time. And I felt like it was good because like I was actually able to socialize because like people don't do that anymore. It's like mm-hmm. you're doing it over your phone. And even I catch myself doing that. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, I just talked to that person. I actually haven't talked to them in a year, but I like text them two days yeah. ago, you know, type yeah. of situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like you forget like that you're so desensitized to like the idea of like yeah. being able to like have that instant technology. Yeah. But like it did affect me growing up. And like now it's affected like the way that I live my life in comparison to my sisters. Like I'll definitely like feel more called to like go on my phone for longer than my sisters are and so it's just like it's weird but I also yeah. did spend a lot of time outside a lot of time socializing like acting doing stuff mm-hmm. getting dirty eating mud right. stuff like that you know the basics mud flies, mm-hmm. playing with the worms yeah like all the animals all the insects yeah I was out there too like hanging out with ants right naming them they're my besties naming them Rob Gerald and Bob Have you know? you, <laughs> for real have you ever ate an ant before? oh totally every flavor the red Ooh, ones too. Red one. They're spicy, one. right? Yeah, they, they burn a little bit. <laughs> See, that's one thing I never did. I never ate insects, but I play with roly polies. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Yep, okay. what, about you? what about you, Jermaine? You're kind of yeah. I grew up. I grew up like going, like you know, playing outside and having to go in when the street lights came on. Mm. Like that was okay. like my childhood and gaming a lot. Gaming, so, yeah, like, game culture. Yeah, that like, was big. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm not gonna say any v- particular video game, um, but just literally hours right right saturdays waking up as early as possible to play as much as games as possible Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. gabriel me we grew up together literally best friends but so that like we grew that was our scheme we'd be like how can we stay up the latest and wake up the earliest so that we can maximize our gaming Right, right, like right, right. Drinking energy drinks. So what's your first console that you you play? Um, a Nintendo. Well, I remember uh, only wanting to like go to my mom's when my because my brother had a Sega Dreamcast. Okay, so he okay. had Sonic. Okay, so Dreamcast. I played it with him a lot. Okay, okay. So gaming was like I played outside a lot because there wasn't a lot of online gaming yet. Mm-hmm. So when we wanted to actually socialize with humans, we played outside and we had that desire still. So it was a lot of both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When I look back at it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mine was a Super NES, right? My earliest memories, five years old, uh, Sega, the the OG, Sonic, (laughs) you know, and then when PlayStation 1 came out. I don't know what either of those are. I'm so sorry, guys. I've never heard of a Sega Dreamcast. No. Wow. I just hear like the cricket sound in my head when they're yeah. talking. Right now. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I the millennials like we grew up on the cutting when it first started to become the graphic yeah. processors and stuff like that. But um, um, what do you guys think about this th- this uh, thought that's going around where um, it's it's commonly said that you know the Gen Z generation is now just living their lives on the internet. And so there's not as much relationships going on and that, you know, um, because of that, 
the the Gen Z is more lonely. It's a lonelier generation, you know, because the the stuff on the internet that's taking place is very superficial, and it's you know Instagram and so on. You're not uh, directly engaging with another human being. You're not learning communication skills. You're not. It's not like real. Mm. Um, and and so is and and the byproduct of that that they say is that we're seeing is is a is a rise in loneliness. You know, um, do you guys see that in your generation? Like, do you do you see that that link, or is that just? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I actually was literally watching a TikTok the other day, and it was like, um, TikTok isn't healthy because in ten minutes you can see like three people who are divorced, like seven people one. lost their cats, two people died, and like you just go through this rush of emotions in a really short time span that is probably not healthy for our brains to be going through to the Mm. point where like if you talk to someone who is gen z and i've even caught myself doing this it's really hard to keep eye contact with somebody because you're so used to just stuff changing in front of your eyes like same with the kids when they're watching coco melon like they say it's not good for them because it's shortening their attention span Mm. i used to be able to like listen to someone talk now it's like i got a very short attention span before i shut my yeah my brain out on you totally Mm -hmm. and it's totally subconscious like i'm not doing it intentionally it's just because of the amount of media i've been consuming especially during the COVID era when that was all you had was tiktok Mm. like i could tell you i was on tiktok all day every day And class was online. Yeah, Yeah, it was insane. I mean, even now it's still pretty high, but at least I am aware of it and I try to manage it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's wild. I I really feel like I was the guinea pig for like social interaction where my generation was or my age specifically because in high school when you want to start talking to girls and you would talk to them first on my Facebook. But I remember like a lot of interactions where me and this girl would be like kicking it off through talking. But when we hung out, it was awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've wow. never been on a dating app. Dang. But I remember like a few times setting up a date with a girl, yeah. going to the movie. When we talk, it's like jolly mm-hmm. and dope. And me and this girl connect. And then when we hung out, it was like weird. And I'm like, and she felt the same way. And it'd be like, we never talk again. Yeah. Huh. And I was like, dude, I, when I look back at that, I was like, I, we were the guinea pig. Because now all the dating apps and stuff, people, I don't know. Obviously, you could like the connection is probably unhealthy the way because like Tinder, one night stand, connotation, all that stuff. But I feel like they've now um, like conditioned people to learn the balance of both. But for me, we'd be awkward and stuck. Like, I don't know if you guys feel like that. When you ever talk to somebody first on social media and then you meet them, you're like, oh, hello, how are you? Yeah, it's like you never know like where it's going to go because for me, like, I like meeting people in person because it's like I get to know the way that you talk, the actual way you're like – your tone, the way that you mm-hmm. communicate with people, your body language, all that's really important and you don't get that online. You, when you're texting someone, you don't get that. No. Even like when I catch myself, like my friend, they'll text me something and I'm like, that was so rude. And then like, they're like, no, I meant it like, nah, 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 nah. and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're not able yeah. to catch that online. And for me, I'm a, I text the same way I talk and I put a lot of tone. I put a lot of attitude in the way that I talk. But if you can't see that, then I seem like such a jerk. But a lot of my friends have like slowly starting to like got like get that sense like oh yeah she texts the same way she talked yeah. so let me like put what she's saying and but you wouldn't know that unless you meet me in person type yeah. of situation so it's like also you're not able to like really build a true relationship personally for me i wrote an essay on this i don't think you can build a true relationship over online yet yeah you can start that enter like that mm. first connection but that real intimate relationship of what a friendship consists of yeah like at that point like i feel like also i can catch myself like when it comes to online like you're able to think before you talk, think yeah. before you speak. 
I don't really have a good filter most of the time. So it's like on text, I'm perfect because I can think before <laughs> I type. But in person, I'll just blurt out whatever I like right. comes to mind. And like some people think it's funny. I don't even know what's going on half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like you're able to stop yourself from doing things when you're texting. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you're not actually able to be like your true self when you're building relationships online. Right. Like, yeah, it's still cool. Yeah, it's still fun. And I've met plenty of friends online where it's like we follow each other on Instagram. We meet in person once. And we're like, wait, you're kind of cool. And then we start hanging out and you're like, hey, I kind of like you. But it's like you need to hang out with them way more. It's not just this relationship over text that has to like come to that point but it also that first interaction is so awkward right. you're just like Ema, hello you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, totally. my name is Jermaine another thing I've noticed with communication online is if you struggle with communication in person which I'm speaking for myself like I've done this before it's easier for you to talk about like your problems with that person over text because you're not having to deal with yeah. their reaction to you you're kind of just like all right I'm gonna give them what I feel like what I think leave it there I don't have to reply to them right away if I don't want to mm-hmm. like you don't have to deal with that whether it's guilt or anger or sadness or whatever it is, like you don't have to deal with those emotions right away. And it's really unhealthy because in a face-to-face conversation, you can't be like, I think I'm going to reply to you tomorrow. Like you can't, yeah, you can't just that. like leave. You like- can't, you can't like once you open that can of worms, you got to deal with, you know, the repercussions of it. And you can't do that on text. Yeah. And that's very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. Shout out to the people's Padre then pastor Adam, because I remember like six years ago, I had to have a really hard conversation. So I had to ask him how to handle that. And he said, and it was a younger person. And he said, you know, like, cause corporate America is like email or, or like, don't text it. You got to email it and you got to handle these things in a, in a, you know, in a formal way. And I remember him specifically like telling me, ask them if they're comfortable texting about it. Because when I would talk to this person in person, they were younger. It was like pulling teeth. Like they couldn't formulate, you know, how, how they felt, what they were going to say. And so he said, like, ask them if they're comfortable texting and you could handle it through text. Mm-hmm. And we did. And, it, like, we came to a nice resolution. It was awesome. And I, I just thought about that because that was really game-changing for me um, communicating with young people because you talk to an older person, they're like, no, we can't text about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we got we to gotta get on the phone. Me. Yeah, we, we're not texting about that, which is fine because a, a lot of people, it does get lost in translation. That's a really mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. thing. But... Some people are good at communicating their emotions through text. Right. And why not speak in that realm if that's the realm and the platform it can happen on? Yeah. Right, right. And I think, too, we can hate too much on social media and demonize it too much because, right. like, let's not be hypocrites. We're doing a podcast that's going to be uploaded on social media. <laughs> and and, and we're, we're hoping and expecting people to be blessed by it and yeah. to get something thing out of it and uh, otherwise we wouldn't be doing it yeah and 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 there's so many people um who are lost who don't have examples in their life and so they listen to uh a, 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 an expert or a leader on a certain field uh, or that genuinely helps them genuinely ministers to them and in some cases like saves them from suicide like saves them from killing mm-hmm. themselves like i know i'm a testament of like you just just searching out testimonies of people going through similar struggles as me on YouTube, on other social media outlets, and uh, that helped get me through another day from killing myself, you know. And so, y- yes, it, it is 
it is so easy to demonize it, but there's also a lot of good that can come from social media as well. And yeah. that, that does come from social media as well. But going into a, um, a, another topic, I th the, let's give it to the producers now. This video is going to be, uh, it's going to be a clip and it's uh, kind of around, it's this guy talking about how Gen Z feels nothing. Let's get into it. <laughs> Gen Z doesn't feel anything. Our generation was born with the collapse of the Twin Towers. Our childhood was structured around the market crash of 2008, and we've become accustomed to school during an internationally devastating viral pandemic. Tragedies surrounded us as long as we've been on this planet, so it's nearly impossible for us to be disturbed by literally anything. We resort to comedy in times of duress, and we compete for the attention that comes with a companion's misfortune. We've been numbed from the get-go, and that's why... And it beautifully loops back because I was tripping out on how, what a piece of art that video is. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, totally. Like that kid is like dope. Like he. Every time acting. I see those videos, I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I right, watch right. it 10 times and I'm like, okay, where's the next point? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're the meme makers, man. I yeah. mean, they're, they're, that's one thing I love about Gen Z, their humor is next level yeah their humor sure, is right? next okay. level like i can't even like i've never come across anything like it in in my millennial life um <laughs> and they're the ones doing the memes they're the ones doing these clips i appreciate that but like basically he was saying that they've gone the past 20 years has been all this junk insecurity instability and specifically we're talking about mainly america or western third world countries um in which we've dealt with this, specifically America, in which Gen Z has dealt with this. And, and basically he's saying that that's why they don't feel anything. That's why mm. yeah. they have this nihilism to life, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's basically what that I was agree. about. I will speak on this. I catch myself being so numbed to so many things, like every single day. Like I'll even give this one example. And my mom talks about it all the time. She was like, this is what she was like, I was concerned for you. So this is a little story. So when I was taking the bus to school, there was a guy behind my house who got murdered. Literally. Oh, not wow. okay. He, well, I don't know what happened to him. We don't know. It was on the news. But I literally oh, I know this sounds crazy. I literally saw this guy's dead body. And oh, what? No. Wow. And so you want to know what like so that we have to talk to this counselor at school. Crazy stuff, right? And my like I told the counselor, I was like, Yeah, it's just like SVU. And she was like, no, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I see those all the time. She was like, no, right. but that was an actual person. And I'm like, who? Like, so right. are the people in SVU. Right. Like, they're fake people. Like, they're acting dead. But it's like, in reality, I mean, I that was like when I was 12. So it doesn't really affect me now. But it's like, if that's not a testament to how desensitized we are, like, it's like, oh, I see it on TV. Oh, I see it on TikTok. I see it all the time. It doesn't really matter because I've seen it so much that it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. Like, yeah. And I think about that. And I'm like, Camille, like, what was going through your mind? But it was just that it was just like something I've seen before, like whatever. And I'll catch myself like even with like my friends when they go through stuff or even when I catch myself going through stuff, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like whatever. Like so many other people are going mm -hmm. through this. Why does it matter right. that I'm going through this? But it's like also at the same time, like that's your own personal experience. Like, you need to like you need to care about that stuff. It's stuff that's actually important. Yeah. And it's just like we are super desensitized. Mm. And even on TikTok, like your time will move so fast because you're absorbing so much stuff. And it's like you'll go from one person like like this is my TikTok for you page. Like it'll go from like a military homecoming where I'm crying and the next one I'm like dying laughing. And the next one is just like this was stupid. Like what is this? But that's all within 20 seconds. Right. right, right. And it's like I go through right. every single emotion I could possibly yeah. go through in right. a minute. So it's like you're eating all this consistently, always, and it's like 
ex- and you expect us to be able to emotionally regulate. Right. You expect us to be able to communicate with each yeah. other. Like, no. Wow. <laughs> Why would that be right. like something that we could possibly do? And this TikTok has been out since like what 2016. Yeah. Before that, there was Vine. Before that, there was Instagram. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah. It, yeah. Consistently, so it's just been like we absorb so much, and it's not a lot of output that we can put. So like That's you know, good. like with your emotions, right. you're able to take in so much. You're taking so much, so much, so much. But where are you putting it out? Like you know what I mean? Like if you don't have friends to talk to who you can talk to if you don't have good relationships which majority of people luckily a lot of like for me i have great relationships with my parents i have awesome friends that i can talk to but a lot of people like we're talking are lonely and they don't have those relationships so they're absorbing so much but have nothing to put out right so then all you do is just hold it in yeah you know what i mean and then you're like okay well why does anything matter right 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 like and and to that point when you do meet people like that like they trauma dump because yeah, they have yeah, no right. one to talk yeah. to. So they'll be like, yeah, when I was, you know, when I was this age, like I was raped and then I was going right. to take my life yeah, and that's then my a good dad, point. like three, yeah. you know, and they just go through all this stuff and you have to just take it in because you're just like, hi, hello, good morning. A lot of their identities and it's even being promoted in our culture to be identified yeah. with your trauma. I yes. I mean, we're still, we're still putting out slave this. movies. Will Smith is still putting out slave, that, you know, that's a whole nother, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh. really, do we really need another slave movie? Like, yeah. let, let's, let's be more positive with, with the culture and I, stuff. I, but it's like, it's just this trauma dump, trauma, yeah. trauma, yeah, yeah. trauma, trauma, yeah. you know? And it's like people, I'm, I, when I talked to my therapist like a year ago, she was like, you're not your diagnosis. And I was like, yeah. that's true because so many people just want to put their identity in something that they're willing to put it in a negative diagnosis yeah. in this like terminology and be like, this is what I am. This is who I am. I am depressed. I am like, I do have anxiety. I am all this stuff. And so then they just live that like truth, so to speak. But it's like, no, that That's isn't who you, you yeah. are. It's just something that affects you because of things right. you've gone through that you haven't properly processed. Because like you were saying, like we take so much information in. What in that 20 seconds that we've watched all those videos do we have time to process? Because as soon as you get off TikTok, you're probably going to bed. You're going to do something else. So you don't yeah. have time to sit there and think about everything you're feeling. Like you don't yeah. get that space. Mm, yeah. No, that's 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 crazy. I'm tripping <laughs> off Camille's story still. No, but like I sorry because he's not talking yeah. about like you know somebody who's listening. Like you know, you ever get in trouble with the principal and then you just want to outburst and laugh for no reason? Oh yeah. He's not talking about that kind of emotional displacement. He's talking about like exactly what you talked about, like not really seeing the weight and the heaviness right. of a reality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like. Obviously, that's the point of like a trauma dumping movie, right? Like they want you to see the weight and heaviness of that reality. War movies are crazy, right? And that's the thing. You see war movies, limbs being blown off and all that stuff. And it's almost like like they're try- not trying to prepare us, but it's like what? Because now your life, I mean, I'm trying to look at the good side of it. Your life hasn't been ruined. Oh, no. By that. Totally mm-hmm. not. Some people will never get over seeing something like that. And, mm-hmm. and okay, let is me Is it a let, matter of exposure? It, it was far. Yeah, well, I you think know? uh I for to, to to like I think I think um all the g- generations that are alive today have experienced tra- tra- trauma, horrible worldly events yeah. that have, <laughs> have been horrible right. from World War 2 to Vietnam to um the 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 Middle Eastern wars, yeah. um Gen X, boomers, millennials have have all gone through trauma, but I feel like this gener- Gen Z is different because with with um Gen X and boomers, there was still this optimism in the world. Mm-hmm. Right? There was like still like this this um potential in the world that they saw. 
with where we're at now, it's just this weird situation where, you know, the economy is horrible. You, you, you very few can afford a house. Yeah. The American dream seems so unattainable to so many right. um, because of a number of factors. And then you have COVID and then you have the, you know, the a, a government cracking down in a lot of ways um there's less freedom in the world there's less prosperity um at least in the third world in our american culture um and there is this uh there is this trauma culture that's constantly mm. we're constantly being fed so i think i think that kind of factors in into it too um you know yeah no yeah i think in the sense like for our generation, we never like we never were taught how to emotionally regulate. So that is the reason why the other generations before us, they were able to talk to each other. They were able to communicate mm -hmm. with each other. They were all going through similar experiences and it was this togetherness. We're all feel as though like we're all separated from one yeah, another. Yeah, right. So it's like it's, right. it's it's that we're not able to actually be together. And we literally were not together for two years straight. Right. Two years straight, right. we were literally not together. So in that sense, we're already separated from each other. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, parents are getting divorced more. You, There's not so much like that kinesthetic play, sorry, big words, but like the kinesthetic play that the kids need and that we also like adults still need it type of situation. There's a lack of that. So we're not able to like go through our trauma together because like even when I like talk to my parents or I've talked to my grandparents like how did you experience that well I knew everyone else was experiencing it so it made me feel mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. but it's like no we know other people are experiencing it but mine is what matters mine is what matters it's like this me 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 type of situation rather than yeah. being like no like we're all going through mm. this together and the first time I've ever seen that like a generation go through something together was a pandemic but even in that we didn't like we were separated. We were yeah, separated. Yeah. We yeah. didn't actually get to right. go through it together. So it's no. like, yeah. in everything where it's been like, oh, we can go through this together. It's the shared. We couldn't even see our dying grandparents in the hospital. Yeah, you were, wild. you were, and how are you supposed to grieve over that? How are you supposed to like right. experience that if you were literally not allowed to be with people? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it makes sense why we are, it literally makes sense to me. Like when I think about it yeah. and I like, for me, like teaching in classrooms and seeing kids, like, I'm like, you guys are like not even being rude. You guys are so messed up and it's not your fault. Mm. It is totally not your fault. It's the fact that you were online for two years. Majority of your parents like have to both work at like both work consistently like from nine to five, if not on the weekend. Right. They're not right. having that right. like yep. time together. Like parents can't afford things that you may want. Everything is so mm. expensive. And you're like, why are these kids so weird? Like literally like here I'm like, these kids are awesome. When I started teaching in classrooms and I like had to teach and I was like, these kids are weirdos. Like, they are so weird. But I'm also like, I imagine teachers when they were teaching me, they're like, that girl was a weirdo, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. But like... Yeah, she's it, seen a dead body and didn't think anything of it. <laughs> he wasn't that close, I promise. Who, who do you teach? Fair, um, what, well, what age group? Um, well, I was teaching last semester. I taught fifth grade and second grade. And so oh, okay. fifth graders, they were on the same trends. They were on... Their for you page looked exactly like mine. And right. I was like... That part. <laughs> why do you know what I'm like? Right. Why are we... I'm... 19 years old why are you guys seeing what i'm seeing like that shouldn't be mm -hmm. allowed mm -hmm. and like if you like these kids are going to be so desensitized they are going to be so like sexualized they are going to have so many things in their mind that they have been seeing since they were five years old right. so by the time they get to 18 their whole mindset's going to be just jumbled and mumbled together yeah and like you're like yeah no wonder they don't know how to talk to people yeah no wonder they don't know how to communicate with each other no wonder they're failing school like all these things but like mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. top to bottom you're like it makes sense like and it's like what can we do about it 
Really nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> delete in the internet. Okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Social like some, some EMF that was, yeah, I just did that. that wipes out all electronics, like, <laughs> makes it start from scratch. Yeah, because our, well, even the last conversation, I was like, you know, to I really admire this about Gen X and boomers is that they use the, I mean, I, I don't know the statistics on it, but I know a, a few boomers who've like literally got on a dating app and have been married for like as soon as like eHarmony launched when it did like yeah my mother-in-law did that yeah yeah they they yeah. have successful relationships yeah. and build families mm -hmm. from these dating dating mm -hmm. apps when look at tinder you know it's like mm -hmm. the whole connotation is one night stand yeah. right and, and right. it's like how wild is it that even like you said they could see the good in it and have good outcomes when something crazy happens because they have that sense of unity or that sense of emotional like equilibrium it's just wild to think about because there's you know He's, I, I was talking to this guy and I didn't know. He's like, yeah, I met my wife online. She lived in um, Peru. Mm -hmm, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, we've been married for 20 plus years now. And, and I'm like, dude, like you were, you know, you were on the cutting edge of yeah. dating apps because you did it successfully. But not everybody does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's just wild. It makes sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. The um, I, I could really feel the apathy. in And another thing that stood out in the video is kind of their ability they just it's like okay i, I i'm not gonna curse i'll just use, use the, the, the the they don't give a f in in a lot of ways like <laughs> yeah, there's an apathy no, there's an apathy but that translates into like some crazy humor mm -hmm. you yeah. know yeah. Like, yeah. you know and so um it, it's uh it, it's like this uh it, it's it it's they have this ability like the joker was such a was such a good image because yeah. it's kind of like this this anarchist like who cares right. the world's going to whether you believe the, the narrative that um the climate is gonna be destroyed in the next 10 years or whether you you, you don't believe that but you still see the government acting crazy and society acting crazy it's like there's no stability anymore. Yeah. There's no way to predict the future. You used to be able to predict the future. You should be, used to be able to depend on a 401k, depend on mm. a retirement, depend on a pension. Like Gen Z doesn't have that. Like Adam said last week, uh, you know, that, you know, they're they're going to go through like at least 20 jobs, yeah. 20 to 40 jobs throughout their life. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's trippy. a sign of instability. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so yeah, that that that's crazy. Um, let's 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 have them shoot us another video. I think that may connect. All right, this next video is just comparing the two generations, kind of between millennials and Gen Z, and how they think based around facts and stuff like that. So let's get into okay. this. Why do millennials have this mentality and like the way that we kind of speak is like an I think, you know, I think blah, blah. it's very I think, but then the Gen Zers come through and they're like, this is what it is. And they don't, they are not like second guessing and there's no self doubt in the way that they communicate their wants and the things that they're doing and like their work. Whereas we have like a very um, almost like self deprecating form of communication. Yeah. Why is that? We're kind of a filler generation in between like Gen Gen X and Gen Z are very similar. Then Gen Z is now raised by us who are, you know, like so wishy-washy and like, well, I can say whatever I want then because mm -hmm. you're not gonna say anything back to me. And, scary. and I think with Gen Z specifically too, is they grew up with social media from day one. You were, had always had access to the internet and always had access to social media to think you know everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what creates their confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, I know this because I watched a YouTube video on it. And they had Google. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the I think and I know, is that just like a universal thing because they're young? All young people think they know everything. Um, they know it all and they haven't lived life enough to, you know, humble them. Or is that um, the product of their generation that they, they genuinely think they know everything like they don't? I think that's what it is that they think they know everything because my sister, she's 12. And, like, she'll be, like, she'll talk back to my mom. And I'm, like, girl, I would have been slapped silly if I did that. But she can get away with whatever she wants. Yeah. She, my mom tells her, don't do that. She does it. There's no repercussion. So it's, like, she knows that she can do this stuff because there's nobody to, like, push back on what she's trying. So she just tests the limits. She tests the limits all the time. She tells my mom, like, stuff to her face and that I would never dream of telling her because I know I would not be alive right now if I did that. <laughs> and she's fine. And she knows it. And she'll talk to, like, other adults. Like, there's no level of respect. There's nothing. There's no, like, oh, you know, you're my elder. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. At mm. least in the younger uh, spectrum of the Gen Z generation, there's, like, no level of respect. And I think that's because of COVID. There's a lot of kids. Like, they had nobody to teach them that. And in a classroom setting, at least, you learned, like, okay, mm, this person yeah. is above me. There's right. authorities. Respect. There's this level yeah. of hierarchy. That's who I have to respect. They didn't get that because yeah. everything was online. Like, what were teachers going to do? Tell them to unmute themselves? Like, yeah. they can stay leave the, if they Leave want. the classroom if you want, to, whenever you want. I used to sleep on, on my economy class and online. You and me both, girl. You like, and me both. <laughs> my ears were trained to know when he was ready to, to turn it off or to, like, leave even though I was sleeping subconsciously, like I, I knew when I had to leave the class. So I looked like I wow. was paying attention. Like I could hear my name and I would know what he was talking about, even though I was asleep. So I'm like, there's these things that other generations didn't go through. Like who, who in, in your age or your, even your age, like can do that, you know, right. just subconsciously be able to be programmed into these like sub level actions to you know like yeah that's crazy to me yeah and i noticed too with gen z is that there's a which i appreciate about gen z there's a level of authenticity yeah. that they wear their emotions and their thoughts on their sleeves mm -hmm. there's not a lot of filter that like you just like you said not a lot of filter that goes on but yeah. that's good because like because i'd rather i'd rather interact with somebody that i know what they're thinking than somebody that's gonna like be a you know a faker right. and yeah. just kind of trick me or deceive me and say something uh, to my face just to make me feel good and then talk about me behind my back or something else. Yeah. So I appreciate the authenticity, hmm. yeah. you know, of of, the, yeah. of, of, of of Gen Z. Would you guys, do you guys see that? Or is that, yeah. does that make sense? Or like there, they'll just, you know. There's, yeah, there's definitely authenticity. Like but... even the way they sign off of emails, you know. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, bye. Like, right. Yeah, I, right, right, right. Like I our think... generation, it's like sincerely. Yours you truly. Know, or, you know, Yours truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Yours think it's, it's borderline like, like <laughs> I was saying, like testing the limits of what you can and can't get away yeah. with. Because it's like part of it is authenticity, but if you meet a lot of Gen Z people, like the facade that they put up, like yeah. they can create an entire personality okay. off of these people they've okay. seen on social media. Yeah. And these personas, like there's this trend going around talking about like your 2022 eras, which I don't know how many years is in an era. I would assume it's a long time, but they can have like a so, bunch. <laughs> I don't know what an era is, so I'm like... <laughs> Go it just goes to my point like people are like oh this was my era this was my era and they just compartmentalize these events that have happened in their life yeah. and put it into the short title and be like when i was working at this place or when i was an, an entrepreneur and so they just don't like they test the limits is what i think i think it's borderline authenticity borderline testing limits of what they can and can't get away with mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what yeah, i noticed for yeah. sure okay okay and i and i hate like because i'm trying to process what i'm about to say which is because i love gen z and i love the confidence but because I talk to so many, especially middle schoolers, but high schoolers in general, I'm always just, 
talking to younger people and like when you talk and have full conversation about that you kind of realize and that's what's interesting because the video is talking about the confidence they have but it, the confidence like and this is just a life thing anyways it's, we all run into it our confidence doesn't match our claim all the time mm-hmm. like so you like i've talked to like a seventh grader hey what do you like to do i'm a music producer uh- you know, and you're like, oh, wow, like, that's dope, man. Like, show, show me, show me something you produce. <laughs> let me listen. Let me in, man. Yeah, and it's you're like, wow, <laughs> like, you know, it's bad, you know, or like whatever. And it's not to, because obviously you like to be encouraging stuff. So, yeah, keep doing it. You're yeah. going to get better. But the claim of like, because I think what they're addressing is all the new experts around. Yeah. And I hate to sound like, because I'm only 26, but like you see like a 17-year-old and they're like, I'm a photographer, which is dope. Keep being a photographer, keep trying, but you're not a good photographer. Like you're not a professional photographer, but the confidence will make them sound like that. And I'm not sure that's what they mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like the the big gap between the confidence, is it like ignorance? Is it Is it a bad thing though? Because there is yeah. a certain segment of our culture that has always preached that to us. Right. The, you know, the um speak it into existence. There's Fake even it a, yeah, make yeah, yeah, yeah. There's even a, a subset of, of Christianity that, that, that teaches that. Like yeah. sp- speak things as though they're not, as as if they are. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's that 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 mindset of no matter what, I'm gonna say I'm the greatest and I'm the best. And even yeah. if I'm not, I'm gonna say it because I'll yeah. speak it into existence. But this was crazy, like growing up wanting to be the millennial in my life looking up to them all the time i noticed that they're very critical and so i i grew up i'm a like i'm really critical on things and so i want to be good at something because i'm bad at it not because i'm already good at it when i become really good at something the likelihood of me wanting to keep that up is actually dropped that's just me personally like if for video games if i like reach god status skills i'm like bored of it or mm. if i 100 uh, achieve right. a game i'm done yeah right i'm over it so it's like that if you are radically confident about something that you're not good at, mm-hmm. um, are you going to ever be good because you think you're already good, mm-hmm. right? That's so I, that's it's not like a t- it's not um, I'm not bashing anybody mm-hmm. or anything, but is it? It's not bad, but my fear is like for the younger person um, that like oh I'm good I'm a photographer, so you don't look up dope other photographers because you think you're the dope photographer yeah. people are looking at you know or you're not you know so. It's that hunger that I think is missing um, just because it's like people don't want to, they're not willing to be bad at something first. They just think like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I come to this naturally, so I'm good at it because I, boom, or whatever it is, videography, video games, sports. They like, students don't want to play basketball. And I ask them, why don't you play this sport? Because I suck at it. Of course you suck at it. You're you, a sixth you grader. You've played it once in your life. Right? Yeah. Like, so, right. But they're like, no, I don't play it because I'm right. not good. So that's kind of when the confidence happens because somebody found something they like to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's just interesting. I don't yeah, know where that thought. conversation goes, but I think that's where the confidence comes from. They've actually found something they're passionate about. So they're saying, you know, that's the like the I grew up watching critical millennials criticize themselves, criticize others, criticize work, mm-hmm. react mm-hmm. to stuff like reaction mm-hmm. videos, mm-hmm. like a lot of reaction reactors are millennials. Hmm. who will react about uh, and like you know being a musician they tear something apart okay here's why this song sucks uh-huh. here's why that movie sucks and so that's just like an interesting hmm. that's the contrast that i've i noticed too that i could affirm that video is like millennials are very critical and it comes off as they lack confidence when they're critical on themselves i didn't like that i didn't like my performance there or i didn't like how i did that you know and yeah so, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think, um, I think the internet, uh, being the internet generation, the first fully internet integrated internet generation plays a huge factor because in a sense, in a sense, like knowledge has grown tremendously. It's mm -hmm. at the tap of your, your fingertips. Yeah. Previous generations were not able to Google. Previous generations were basically, um, told by, uh, uh, Two, two or three um, news outlets what the truth is mm. what you know you go to school you learn in a in a textbook what history is from one textbook you know so it was all like uh, you know they all had the same material they were all reading from they were all learning from NBC News tonight you know whereas now it's knowledge is you know yeah. so abundant they google and so there is a sense with that that you can feel like you do know everything yeah um you know and and so yeah i think the one thing that came to mind was like we have this god complex and i think that comes from not being a generation stemmed in christianity and like being being taught for so long that it's like there's so many different choices that you can have choose one that fits best for you that you like the most not like Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, like we face trials. But yes, at the same time, like I know when I go through stuff that like Jesus is going to be there for me. That the Lord, like mm -hmm, I will persevere mm -hmm. because I have Jesus on my side. And it's like, I know that. And that's what stopped me from being like, I can do it all by myself. I have confidence. And yes, there's plenty of things that I feel fully confident. I'm like, you can ask me about it. I'll be able to tell you. But I also am never going to stop learning. Once people feel like they've reached a limit of like, mm, I got it. They're not going to learn anymore. I always want to be a learner. I mm -hmm. always want to learn more. And I always want to grow more. But that becomes like, that's because Jesus wants me to grow more. He wants me to learn more. He wants yeah. to be able to speak about more things, have more knowledge. Knowledge is mm -hmm. power. But it's like, I'm confident in this. I don't need to be confident in anything else. Where are you getting that from? Who told you that? Right. Who's lying to you? You need to right. get them out your life because like, that needs to not happen. That's not fair to you to have that like same, like that confidence, like, oh, I'm without me. There's nothing like I know yeah. everything. I'm perfect. Like, no, you're not perfect. You're going to fail all the time. You're going to mess up. And people need to say that more. It's like even I catch myself in school, like my professors, they make sure to give you if they're giving you critiques, they'll give you five good things, one bad thing. I probably did seven bad things and one mm -hmm. good thing. Mm -hmm. But you're just telling me I'm doing good, 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 good. But I'm like, no, critique me. Tell me what I'm doing right, wrong because right, I can't actually grow right. if you're telling me that yeah. I'm doing perfect. And like, there's all these stupid like grading systems where it's like, um, I'm not giving you an A. I'm going to give you complete. I'm not gonna, giving you mm. a B. I'm going to give you partially competent. No, an A means you did 100%. A B means you did, you know, B. At C, it means you did average and F means you failed, you know, type of situation. And it's like those structures, structures were there for a reason, but you guys are changing it into this thing where it's like, mm, let me just make you feel confident. Right. We've yeah. been boosted up our whole lives telling us that we're these awesome creatures and we're yeah. so perfect. But it's like, no, we need to be told like we fail. We are bad. Sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah. And it's like yeah. no one wants to hear. I mean, yes. Does it suck when someone's like, no, you're really bad at that? Like. Okay, cool. Right. Thanks. Right. Awesome. But it's like yeah. also like you need to hear that. You can't grow. They want to unless... be coddled. They want yeah. their safe yeah. spaces, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like you need yeah. to step outside your safe zone. And that's something that like you have to grow up. You have to learn how to yeah. grow up, but no one's willing to grow up. Everyone wants their comfort zone, which yeah, I love my comfort zone, but also like we talk about it all the time. Like I do things that are weird. Like I started line dancing and now I go line dancing that every is week. So funny. And I love it and I love it. And it was really awkward. I'm like I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga. Like, why am I line dancing? But it's still so fun. I did something that I would never think I would possibly do yeah. because I was like, 
this is boring. I don't like just going to Victoria Gardens. Like, let me do something fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I right. want to grow. I want to learn more. Yeah, now I can do 20 line dances. Couldn't do that before, but I had to get outside my comfort zone. Someone had to look at me and be like, you're doing that wrong. Let me teach you. Oh, that's dope. And I had to like learn that, but mm-hmm. no one's willing to get outside their comfort zone. I'll catch my friends doing that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get off the wall, bro. Like, come on, let's go. Like, let's do yeah. fun stuff. But people aren't willing to like not be confident in what they're doing. Mm. And that's the problem. Yeah. Well, it, it's a beautiful thing to like marvel at the young people like achieving something. Yeah. Like, that's dope. Like, I have a one-year-old. He claps. And we all clap. Yeah. Wow, he just clap. Because that's amazing for a one-year-old or for a 10-month-old. Or, you know, when, so it's interesting. Like, how then does the older generation um, learn how to help younger people level up? Because they do one extreme or the other. They yeah. either coddle you and, and like you know that's an amazing beat son 10 years later the same quality beat this music producer kid god forbid right same quality beat from 10 yeah. years ago because he's just been told he's dope you're doing great or now. you're amazing yeah. yeah so like that's a hard balance and i want to i want to add something to that because it's like like the gen x and the boomers hate on gen z because of their safe spaces because they're so sensitive because they can but it's like but but who fed into that? Exactly. It's your generation. Your yeah. generations wrote those textbooks. Your generation yeah. um, are the teachers, are the, the principals, so are crazy. the superintendents. So, dude, like, take the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of somebody else's wow. eye. Yeah. But I also want to um, go back to um, the God complex because I thought that that was such a great point because Gen Z now more than uh, is, is is having this this whole, like, you can be the god of your own world. Yeah. So if you were born a, a woman or a, a girl, you can be a boy. If you were born a boy, you can be a girl. And to me, that goes back to what you just said, this god complex. Mm. And like that, it, that used to be just basic knowledge, like, 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 life 101 that you're not god yeah and like you know right. you were born a boy you can't be a girl like there's a there's a great mr rogers clip going around he's like like boys are boys girls are girls but it's it's hilarious because that used to be like just basic knowledge and now mm-hmm. we're having to like defend it now we're yeah. having to uh, to teach that boys have you, you know yeah. you, boy parts and girls have girl parts but like <laughs> like my my daughter is an 11 year old so she's I, is that Gen Z eleven? I don't think okay, so. maybe she's, not. But still, yeah. there's some relation here yeah. because I can speak to this point. Like, you know, she 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 brought up the conversation of being a transgender because she ran into somebody a a, a friend who um, or an acquaint more an acquaintance that um, sparked the conversation. You know, um, and so she. Talk to me about that. And dad, what like, what do you think? If a girl wants to be a boy, do you think that they should be able to if it makes them happy and blah, blah, blah? And we had a long, we had a long discussion. More of it, most of it was me questioning her rather than me telling her. Cause I think, I think young people learn best when, when they're forced to think yeah. for themselves as opposed to like, yeah. just like, you know, right. teaching them. Um, I'm, I mean, you want to teach them obviously at the end of the day, but you know, you know what I mean? But so I, I've, I ask questions, you know? And so one of the questions is it, it, it's so basic, but it's like, so obvious. It's like, like, what if me, like I, I put, I spoke for myself. I said, you know, like I love this. I love the 1950s. Something about the 1950s, the culture, you know, the music, the, you know, a, a lot of things, the bad things, you know, they're bad things. I don't appreciate that. But there are some good things of the 1950s that I like. And I've always thought to myself, man, I wish I, God would have 
but I'm not God. Like God put me in this generation. For a it's reason. not a generation I would have chosen, um, but I have no choice in that. And yeah. so I have to learn to live with it. I have to learn to accept my life the way God designed my yeah. life to be. And, you know, rather than right. fighting against and raising my hands to the heavens and saying, you made a mistake, I have to learn contentment. Yeah, I have yeah. to learn peace, you know, in who I am, in in God's purpose for me, in in humility and accepting God, you know, God's design and God's predestination of my life. So that was one of the examples that I gave her. But you know, it's just it's crazy how it's it, it, we have this God complex now. We think we can just be God and just be masters of our own world, and and it, it never it, it always it always ends in misery. It yeah. always ends in pain. Yep. Um, you know, a seventy some percent, ninety percent of. Of, of, of transgenders and end up committing suicide within like five years of having the operation. And so, you know, the, the, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, I think it. a lot of people, um, they try to seek fulfillment in these type of things. So mm -hmm. like, you know, being, I've talked to a person once who like was transgender and they told me about their entire life and everything that happened. And at least for like my experience personally, I feel like they try to run away from something that happened to them. And mm -hmm. so they think if they live the life of a different person if they become a different person if they like it can escape that in, in a sense like that it doesn't apply to them that that trauma will not affect them anymore so uh to put it into terms of being transgender like if something happened to this person and they're like it's because i'm a girl they're like well what if we what if i become a boy that'll like change what happened that'll make me feel better because mm -hmm. i'm no longer the person that that happened to they attach a different identity to themselves and they're like that person isn't me like they like kind of like hop out of their body and like that's not me that's me. Like, I'm a boy. I see them. I see the way they live. I want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I don't like the trauma that happened to that person. So I'm going to become like that person. Mm -hmm. And it's just so easily accessible to see other people. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot, like, there's a transgender person in, in the White House, I think. And so it's like these younger kids are looking up to people like this that, you know, feel that they need to change themselves. And they're like, well, they're happy now. They're doing all these big things. So what if I do the same thing? What if I try to mm -hmm. change who I am, who I was, what happened to me because I'm not content with how my life is going you know like you can't just escape what's happened you have to learn to overcome that or you're just going to be in misery no matter so i want to i want to we're, we're going to continue this conversation but there's a video that you sent that mm -hmm. connects with this that i want us i want us to show so on october 28th good morning norway aired an interview with jorand victoria alme 53 year old able-bodied male who now identifies as a disabled woman and in the interview he stated that he had always wished that he had been born a woman who was paralyzed from the waist down. Despite having no physical handicaps, he currently utilizes a wheelchair almost all the time. So we now live in a world where an able-bodied man can identify as a woman and as disabled. I'm wondering when we're going to wake up as a society and call this out because now anyone can identify as disabled. I'm sure this is going to stir up all sorts of controversy. Yeah, that's, well, it's it's wild because I know people that will say like, oh, that, you know, um, Candace Owens is radicalizing the argument that most um, the LGBT community doesn't agree that yeah. with that person, right? Like, and that's probably safe to say that most of the LGBTQIA plus community doesn't agree with that. Mm -hmm. But I always talk to people because a lot of my friends that I went to high school with went to 
um, you know, UC Santa Cruz or UC Berkeley, and they've went in and came out like radical liberal, which whatever, whether you're liberal or not, but a big, com you know, a way of thinking is that whole realm of identity and, and um, looking at it retrospectively, I was born this way and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, I was talking to somebody who's a psychologist. She was telling me like the DSM-5 and stuff that they affirm this way of thinking of that, like you can, it's, it's a revelation that you've been born that way or you've, you've been changed. The concern is that I always argue and get in debates with my old friends from high school or um, family members is that it's scary because that's really what it leads to mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. you can. So where, where there's no governing source of, uh, you know, if you're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. So you can, they can't say you're not allowed to do that or not allowed to be a male if you're a female because that is your reality that mm -hmm. you get to choose. Mm -hmm. So that's scary because like, it's like, well, what about when you commit a crime and you, you can use say it that, to your advantage? Yeah, yeah. When you commit a crime and say that was when I was that person, but I'm not that person anymore. Exactly. How do you convict? Right. And they go, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, it's happening at, at a very small level. Or you level say you're already. a woman in right. order not to be in jail with men and have it's a wider wild. experience. <laughs> so it's scary. And I, I don't want to be like very like, um, like, bashing on it i just really have a problem understanding it because a lot of it doesn't make sense to me you're taking it to its logical ends yes is, is what we're talking about here and it, it really is taking it to its logical ends right because i mean it, there was even a story of a of a of a of a of a classroom that they were they were trying to you know because they do all these pronouns now they want to honor their what's your pronoun they them he her whatever and and the girl identified as a cat and so i don't know if this was true or not but it, it was making its round that you know that she asked to have a litter box put in the in the classroom in order she or he oh wanted my. to go to the bathroom but like that's a crazy illustration but it's taking this 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 idea to its to its logical ends but here's the thing if i wasn't a christian and i if, if i was just like you know what, what you know if i wasn't a christian if i had no values um you know i would do stuff like that i would take advantage of the system yeah. right right okay. so so i would pretend i had a disability in order to get front row parking not have to deal with parking spots for the rest of my life i would pretend i was a woman and commit a crime and and go to a woman's prison i would you know wow. i would do that i'm just saying like yeah. like if, if i had no it's values real. in life if, yeah. I, if i didn't believe in god if i was an atheist i would use the system to my advantage yeah. 100%, wow. 100%. i was, dude, I was tempted to do that yesterday at Disneyland because it's the end of the night. We celebrated Valor's first birthday. So it's like eight o'clock at this point and we want to do the animation studio situation, but we don't want to separate because in Disneyland you have to do ride swapping and all that stuff with the babies. So I tell the lady like, is there any way we could bring him in a stroller in the room? And she said, yeah, the only way you can do that is if you go to guest services, um, they'll give you a red tag that'll allow you to get in this room with the with the stroller. I go, "Oh, that's perfect." I walk over to walk over to guest services with with Valor and is he's sleeping in a stroller and you know, I do what the lady said. "Hey, they told me to walk over here. You give me a red tag. Um I could take the stroller into the area where everyone's at so we don't have mm -hmm. to do a ride swap situation." He goes, "Oh no, like um we don't just give them out. You have to like you have to have a reason, like a medical reason or a mm. handicap thing." And in that moment, and I'm with my brother-in-law, and I'm like, so I literally like, um, like test the waters, and I asked the guy, so I could tell you that 
he has a really extreme headache and we don't want him in the cold. And then he's like, let me talk to my supervisor. <laughs> and, then he, and then he comes back and he's like, that won't work. And I go, but I could tell you like a certain medical condition. And he's mm. like, I can't give you the list because you're going to use it. So I was just tempted. I'm just sharing that. I was tempted to do that. And I was willing and I didn't do it, but I was willing, almost willing to lie just so I can get what I want yeah. Yeah. out of a situation. And that just happened last night. Oh, and this is yeah, Disneyland. Right. Like, right, so right. They should accept that kind of. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, you know, that's what that's wild. So, like you said, I agree with that because I have that. Yeah. That's that little bone in my body. That's right, like right, whatever I can right. do to get what I want, I'll do. Right. Yeah. And it, it was a temptation. I didn't do it. And I literally, <laughs> I'm not making this up. I I tell the guy, you're the right guy for the job, because I couldn't get over on him. I was just asking him questions. <laughs> You're the right guy for the job, man. Keep doing what you do. And I walked out and my brother-in-law was like, bro, what are you doing? You should have played him. You should have said he had this condition. And I'm like, nah, bro, we could have, but I didn't want to. <laughs> it's just funny that you say that because I- Well, would. it's crazy because th these are, they used to be called mental illnesses and, you know, they, they you know, they used to be, now they're just praised and, and, and mm -hmm. affirmed, but they used to be called, there's this condition. Uh, it's, you know, we talk about body dysmorphia. This is the, the reasoning behind a lot of- sex change operations, body dysmorphia. Well, there's body dysmorphia of people who feel like um, they need to, to, to be an amputee. Like they have this dysmorphia, like I should not have my right leg. Wow. I, sh I should not have my right leg. And so what they'll do is they'll, they create a strap that like bends their right lean and they, every morning they'll, they'll put this strap on and to make it feel like in their head that they're an amputee. Now the question I have is like, where is this stuff coming from? Like nobody. That's what I'm saying. That, it right? used to be like it used to be called a mental illness. Yeah. Like nobody right? talks about like. But now this it's is just why. like and and you see these these on TLC programs of these people who think that they're babies. They're they're forty year old babies yeah. That, yeah. that live in That's cribs. So disturbing. You know, in diapers, and so yeah, it's it you know it's it 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 it's 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 a crazy time to be alive, and uh, people are definitely taking advantage of the current. Uh, norms yeah. and you have you have these cases in in women female prisons where you have a transgender who's um raping mm -hmm. you know the women in these facilities totally taking advantage of, of this of yeah. the current cultural climate you know so yeah, it, it's 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 gonna that's the logical end to all of this it's going to be abused you can't yeah. you can't examine the person's heart you you can you don't you're not gonna know for certain whether they're just faking it yeah. you know or not and, you know dude and that that's why i because the family i talked to that educates me on you know all the the verbiage and all the way of thinking about this i and i i'm not the first person to ever think of this I, I heard somebody say this and i agree with it that i just think that the LGBTQ community just needs to have a governing um, system and just probably become their own religion. Mm. That's honestly, mm. and I, not because I hate, I just hate bashing it and letting a radical example represent them if it's misrepresenting them, right? Like yeah, we I talked about like gays against grooming yeah, and all like, that stuff. Yeah. That rise up and say, hey, you know, most of the community doesn't agree with that, but they don't want that because right. you need governing you need a governing aspect to tell somebody they're wrong. You can't tell somebody they're mm -hmm, wrong. So mm -hmm. they look at that and say, that's ridiculous. But if I'm further on the spectrum away from that, I'm thinking you're ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can't empathize with me there. And that's why I just, I just don't understand it. So 
come up with a governing source so I could just understand it better because it's right. confusing as heck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. I would say like something that I've realized is like throughout taking like biology classes and anthropology classes and all these things where we're going, I'm going to a very, very um, liberal university to say the least. Um, and hearing what my professors are saying and knowing my convictions and knowing truth. Um, I'm like, I sit there and I know like we had talked about it like in a couple of podcasts ago, uh, just like people go into college and they're just kind of like, don't really know what's going on. And you can get so influenced. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I like have my relationship with Jesus and I've gone to church my whole life and I have so many mentors around me that I can ask questions to where I'm like, this would automatically sway me if I didn't know truth. Yeah. And that's what happened. Mm. People are hearing things like this and they're like, okay, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but you know, like it works. So I'll agree with it. But it's like, there's no truth behind it. And what you're saying in the sense, like um, having like their own governing system in an extent, it's just like, there's no one really controlling it. And it just seems like everyone's lying at this point. Like not saying those who identify as LGBTQ, like they are lying, like, you know, whatever, like you do you, I don't know, whatever. That's a conversation for its own. But I'm saying like this to this extent, this is just like so far off. It's like, I know people who do identify as that would probably think that's like, that's stupid, like what you're mm -hmm. saying. But it's like, no one's holding them accountable. There's no accountability right. in the own um, like identification system, you know, like, there's no one holding them accountable and the government can't hold them accountable because the government's like seen as homophobic, transphobic, all these yeah. things. And it's like, but where's the accountability? We can't hold humans accountable if there's no governing factor over us. And it's like, where are you getting your ideals from? I get my ideals from the Bible. You can hold me accountable from what the Bible says. Right. Yeah. But what are you holding yourself accountable to? What's like, what are you basing this on? There's no basis. It's just like, okay, you do whatever you want. And how is that fair for anybody? How is there any rules? How is there any, you know, you can, like you're saying, you can lie, you can get away with whatever you want because there's nothing holding yeah. you accountable to it. Mm -hmm. And a big mm -hmm. issue right now that the LGBTQ community and most of, I mean, everyone I know affiliated with the community accepts is gender fluidity. That you can mm -hmm. consistently mm -hmm. change. change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's another mm -hmm. issue. And so mm -hmm. they're not far off. And I talk to people like, so I'm not like, you know, and la la la. None of mm -hmm. us are. And that's why mm -hmm. I don't like when people watch the podcast and I read the comments, they say, cite your sources. Like we talk to hundreds of people. Right. We week. live in the real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all I'm right. like, like, I go to know, school, like, I have jobs, yeah. I like I, I yes. do things like I'm these yeah. are we're yeah, real people. We, we have We're gay, living life. We, we have gay friends. Yeah. We have gay family members. Yes. We have people in, in a lot of these these venues. You know, you're, for sure. you're, you're part of your job is an evangelist. For a, a big part of youth ministry is to be an evangelist. You got to go to them. They're yeah. not going to come, gonna to, come you. to you. You got to yeah. go to their high yeah. schools. You got to go to their games. You got to you got to participate in their life. And that's and that's know? what we do. We're in. Uh, I just talked to somebody. We're in like Ranch Cook among high school every Friday. Etowanda High School every Friday. How many people show up to that? Rancho has, you know, 300 Ooh. plus, uh, right. <laughs> you know, 300 plus students come every every Friday for their lunch just to come Dang, and that's hear conversations about Jesus. Who yeah. is this guy? What is going on here? Yeah. And a lot of them are not Christian. A lot mm -hmm. of the students that come, um, you know this, Camille, because you went to Rancho. I went to Rancho and when they first started to, I would go in and I'd be like, you ain't Christian. I was like, I'm like, you're here for the free pizza. The pizza is what gets you in. Right. And then you hear the conversation. And then what would happen, and I've told them this, is like I would go to school and people would ask me questions because they knew I was affiliated in the same way. Who am I? Who, who's holding me accountable? 
Right. My church is holding me accountable. You know, type of situation. You can ask me questions and I'll answer them because you're going into this with like questions. You go in for the free pizza and someone says like, not this, it's not radical, but it's like, you know, something you've never heard before, something you've is new to you. And you're like, well, I know this person is affiliated with this. Let me ask them questions. Where are they getting their answers from? I'm getting my answers from the Bible. I'm getting answers from like my relationship with Jesus. We can't do that with other people. Yeah, you mostly, can't have yeah. that same accountability type of situation. But yes, tons of people go and like majority of people that go in there are not Christian and come yeah. out and they do ask questions and they want to like know more. And yeah. that's all that you can do. And yeah, and that's why I just say that because I just can't stand Cite your sources. Why are you guys pulling anecdotes out of thin air? And it's like, we're not. We're living life in right. a community, talking yeah. to people all the time. We don't just right. sit here in this room. It, it, yeah. It's crazy. So it's wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you, What else you guys got for us? This next one's going to be about how, you know, what are, the, what are the exact reasons why some people would say that Gen Z doesn't desire to work? Here's the real reason why Gen Z doesn't want to work. Ugh, kids these days, they don't want a hard days of work at all. They just want to quit their jobs and be on social media all day long. Yeah, it's actually a lot more complicated than that. We want to quit because we're being taken advantage of, put in huge amounts of debt, and not paid properly. See, because while you're working in the 80s, your salary could actually afford you a decent lifestyle, but let me just show you the numbers. Since 1970, home prices have increased by 1,608%. If we compare minimum wages from then and now, in 2022, minimum wage is 40% lower than what it should be compared to 1970. But anyways, the same home that cost you $100,000 in 1970 cost you $710,000 now. All the while, wages have remained stagnant. Okay, sure, but that's just the way things are now. We had struggles too. Live with it. Yeah, kind of hard to live with it when college has increased by 2,000%. Tuition used to be $1,700 in 1970. And in 2020, it's about $38,000 a year. Follow for more. <laughs> Imagine paying that much for college. That I is the Gen Z diplomat right literally there. Literally was yeah, having yeah. Oh my God. that right. struggle. Recently, I had to apply by like yesterday for college. And I was like, I'm just not going to apply. Because I don't want to put myself in that, like lose an arm and a leg. And then my other leg yeah. just mm. to go to school yeah. to learn what I'm already working in. Like, why am I going to put myself in that situation? I've been blessed that I can already work in the career that I'm working towards. And I haven't even finished school yet. Yeah. A lot of people can't say the same. So they're right. like, I have to put myself through UCLA, all these other schools that it's like $100,000 per semester. They're like, I have to do this. And then at the end of the day, the job they get doesn't pay yeah, back exactly. the debts yeah. they're in yeah right so right, luckily right. i was able to find a school that's like within reasonable amount of debt that i'm willing to pay off that it's i'm gonna pay off before i die type of thing <laughs> and i can still you know work and do everything else but i'm like that's true like it's not that gen z doesn't want to work is that the standards and the wages and all that stuff is not good like yeah. two years ago i got my second job and i was working at the habit and it was so under like underemployed that I was working double shifts seven days a week and mm. I wouldn't even see my family. It got to the point where they literally had to text me and they were like, we don't see you anymore. Like you missed your sister's birthday because mm. you're working. And that's what kind of like changed it for me when I was like, I'm a workaholic. Like I'm mm. working everybody else's jobs. Like I'm doing other people's roles just because they're telling me I'm good. And so I stopped settling for that. And it wasn't because I didn't want to work. It was because I didn't want to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So it's not that Gen Z doesn't want to work. It's that we know our worth in the workplace because right. we've seen our family like have that happen to them. I've seen my right. mom do graveyard shifts. I've had to take care of my sisters because of it. I don't want to be that same parent. I, I literally have said this. I want to be a present mom. I don't want to be a mom that doesn't go to the games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't totally. isn't there for my family because I lived that life. And I had to step up and be a mom for my sisters. And I'm like, that's not 
that's not healthy for anyone in the situation. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to put myself in a position, in a career, in a job, in a school that's going to put me in a spot where I have no choice but to be that person, you mm-hmm, know, like, mm-hmm. and they don't see that. Like, yeah. not you guys. I'm saying, like, in yeah, general, yeah. the people that argue this don't see that component of it. It's like we've lived this and we've seen you guys go through those same trials. We don't want to live that. Like, mm-hmm. we're trying to beat the system essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's yeah. yeah. I'm I'm shook because connecting what you just said with what she's saying. You know, we go to all these youth conferences all the time for, or even things for youth workers, and there's. They, that rhetoric is out there. They, p- older people are saying that about mm-hmm. Gen Z. Yeah. They don't want to work. Um, but there's this awesome um, organization called Barna. They do tons mm-hmm. of statistics. Mm-hmm. And that is actually like one of the biggest definers of Gen Z is that it's not that they don't want to work. It's that they're not motivated by money. That's um, so true. And so that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like it's not because you're – no one could say you don't want to work. You just said you work double shifts seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You want to work because you have to function in society. You probably have a car payment or yeah. bills or whatever. Um, do you feel like that's more it? What, what are you most motivated by? Is it money? Is it like... Well, it used to be like things, right? It was like to get your house, to get that car, to get that boat, to get that, you know, um, whatever. That's why that would motivate previous generations uh, to work there was there was there was a uh, the, the the potential for reward with the risk of the hours put into work it kind of lined up it was worth it to mm-hmm. them and part of what she's saying is the reward is not worth yeah, it yeah, anymore yeah. because yeah. my dollar can't buy what it right. used to yeah, yeah totally. my dollar can't buy what it used to you know what it used to buy um that like she said like yes like with the house prices and today's prices yes you have to factor in inflation but but even with that inflation hasn't the caught minimum up. wage nationally uh, yeah. is seven dollars and before during whatever time because i had seen that video so i did my own little research and the minimum wage was like four dollars when she was like their original time mm-hmm. it's only gained three dollars national mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how is that make and, and of course california were right. fifteen dollars but still I was working minimum wage and I still am, I don't know, whatever. Um, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> um, you literally cannot buy things. Like no. I, I'm like, I don't know how anyone's doing this. All your money goes to your bills and then you're like, all right, two Sounds weeks, good. I'll get paid again. Yeah, you can't, again. you can't buy things that matter. No. no. Like you could buy hot Cheetos. You yeah. can buy a right. meal at Go McDonald's. to Chick-fil-A. And it's so, right. it's so tough. That is like, uh, I always vent to uh, like the older guys or anybody that will listen about the struggle of trying to buy a house in this day and mm-hmm. age as a young person building a family. And I'm always telling my family like that need to step up and help watch my son mm-hmm. and help us not, uh, I don't want to pay babysitters. I want you to mm-hmm. babysit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, because we can't build. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is, you know what, you uh, she's <laughs> laughing because she's gonna be uh, watching Valor now. So I just hired, I, we just hired her as I'm a babysitter. Like, I'm the babysitter, guys. No, no but I, I'd love. And I you mean, have to work two jobs now to pay for right, your babysitter. Right. I'm sorry. You, work Uber, you work Uber, right? Lift, yeah. Lift, I drive for Lyft. Lyft, Lyft so. and you're a pastor here full time. Wild, and it's like, that's why I say Gen Z is the hardest generation like, ever yeah. existed. No, <laughs> why? Did, no, but we always talk about why did boomers make us go to college when they didn't, and mm-hmm. they bought houses. They have amazing 401k. Yeah, they their didn't life even went, need they education. Didn't need that. They like, didn't, need, they didn't it. even yeah. need education. It was a, uh, you know, it was a working. All you need was a working class job. Like, and your you, your wife didn't even need to work. Like, yeah. she could take care of the kids. Yeah. You got your nice little pad, and you're you know you're good. Like, yeah, it's just man. it's more unattainable now. 
you know, yeah. and I want to say this too, because there is a connection with the economy. Like the, the it, it's it, the the ability for a Gen Z to afford things and not be in debt and stuff. It, it's it's linked to the economy. Yeah, and you know, from what they tell us, Gen Z um, is the reason why uh, Democrats got elected uh, in the country recently in the midterms. But it's like yeah. this. But here's the thing. Here's here's what what here's the disconnect. Is like the Democrat policies, and I'm not like. I'm not trying to be political because I have issues with both parties and, you know, I'm more independent, whatever. But it's like the Democrat policies, like their policies is what is is breaking the economy. You know, Republican policies lead to a better economy, which means lead to better businesses, better increases, better salaries, better ability to live the life that you want to live as in regards to like the American dream and so on. So Gen Z, like as a whole, like you can't really complain when you're voting for the people whose policies are intended to break you financially. Right. So, and I want to you know? add to that because it's it's really it's really good that you brought that up because a few years a few years ago, like my first first start of college, like my first classes in, in college, I took a Latino politics class. And this was a around when like the presidential election was happening so you know like everything was going around <laughs> and <laughs> things were you know flaring and stuff but my professor was like very visibly pushing the class to vote for a specific party and i'm mm-hmm. not going to say which one but it was very well, noticeable maybe we know and yeah the, yeah, yeah in the presentation yeah. she yeah. would give the way she would talk about the the other party the one that she didn't want like it was very very visible and you'd see a lot of the like majority of the class would agree i just sat in the back and i say quiet because i was like if i speak up i share my opinion i'm gonna get blasted i don't have to drop the class yeah but it was just insane to me because i'm like that there's no way she's not the only one and this is a community college this is a community college. Yeah. I can only imagine how it is at university. So I've right. been at both. So I was mm-hmm. at community college and it was like, but I was, right. I paid, I paid no money. Yeah. I went to school for two years and I paid Free. no money. And mm-hmm. now after I graduated, I had a choice to make between paying $48,000 a semester. Uh, wow. Right. I'm going to be paying that off till I die. Right. Or wow. I pay like $4,000 a semester, which still is a lot of money. And I have like, you know, I've been working for, since I turned 18, so my parents didn't let me have a job in, in high school, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I've been working since then. I've made savings and I've paid out of pocket, but I'm like, I can't keep paying out of pocket because I'm not going to be able to do anything, you know, type yeah. of situation. Yeah. So it's like, you go to these schools and you're like, I'm paying so much money and I feel like as though, like right now, I was just talking to everyone in my, like we have a cohort for liberal studies. Liberal studies, everyone who's asking, it's not liberal. It's about education. Um, <laughs> just want to put that out there. Um, so uh, like in that, we are all talking about how we feel as though we've got no information. We've been going to school for the past three years that and part. have no information. Don't understand how this is going to help me teach kids. Mm. Like what is me ta- wow. imagining myself That's... as a tree I, That's I had to do that in class yeah. yesterday. Imagine myself as a tree. Spend 10 minutes sitting in class imagining myself as a tree. You do that in kindergarten. You're doing that in college? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm sitting there for 10 minutes. Imagine what? yourself as a tree. Imagine, And it's like, I get what the mindset is. It's like, imagine playing yourself, being rooted. But in that, it's like, also, what are we talking right. about? Yeah. How is this going to help me educate children in the future yeah. type of situation? Yeah. And then it's like, of course, I don't want to pay that much money for school. Like, right. of course, like, where is this going to help me? How am I actually going to succeed in my job if what I'm learning right now isn't actually going to help me do that yeah. type of situation? That's... So it's like I'm spending all this money for no outcome. And it's yeah. like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my yeah. life. You know, what is that going to do? Like, for me, teachers don't get paid a lot of money. So it's like, I'm going to rack up all this debt. 
and then go into a job that doesn't pay me well and I spend I'm pouring into all these children like classrooms now are 32 kids right. one teacher 32 mm, kids like wow <laughs> it's wow and it's like you have to pour into all those kids you know because those parents are working right. nine to five every day they can't do that same situation so you're teaching those kids respect you're teaching them those social skills you're teaching them all that stuff but it's like you're not getting paid for what you're doing. It's like, where's the motivation? And that's why so many teachers are quitting their jobs. Mm-hmm. That's why so many adults, people just in general, Gen Z, none of us want to work mm-hmm. because it's like, you're putting in all this effort and nothing's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not getting mm-hmm. paid for what you're yeah. doing. But right. in reality, they're at this point in our economy, there's no much, no money that you can physically give us that is going to help us in the end of the day. Wow. No matter, so no matter you pay us, you know, I'm not going to say no to Biden paying off my student debt. I'm going to say yes to that. Give well, me the free it's money. only a percentage, though. I think it's only like 10, 10 grand. Um, yeah. Hey, but my debt's only going to be 10 grand. Oh, okay. So it's so, like, but still, 10 yeah, grand but, for debt is. But, it, but then inflation goes higher and you end up paying it all, anyways, exactly. at the end of the day. At, sooner then, or later. It's just a recurring cycle. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question for you. Yes. Because um, it's wild to hear you say that. And that's really dope that you're processing that you, how much you're paying. And now I'm sitting here watching you audit how your teacher's teaching you. You're like your own parent, right? Your yeah. parent would step in. What are you teaching my kids? This is how you're spending their time. So I want to ask you this. Um, do you, and now I don't. I don't know the answer. I'm not quizzing you. I genuinely want to know. Scared. I don't, I don't know the answer. What was the point of the exercise? It was to make us more. It, <laughs> no, it, it matters because no, it does. It does. Dream. It was supposed yeah. to make us more yeah. grounded before we started. It was like a group discussion. So it's in it. It's like you know you're supposed to be more grounded to the ground, find your morals because we were having a deep conversation with each other about the economy. We were having it about like nature. We we're having it wow. about. So it's like in order it it made sense, but in reality, I just imagine myself being a tree for ten minutes. But like I get what she's saying, but we shouldn't have to like. Take 10 minutes of our time to make ourselves grounded. We should be right. natural human beings and no more morals mm-hmm. without spending that 10 minutes of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like that yeah. effort. Yes, it's, it's, it makes sense. Like, I'm, it, I understand it. But it's also like, you shouldn't be at that point in your life where you don't know what you're, what you're yeah. grounded yeah. in, what your morals come from type of situation. And that in this respect of when people disagree with you, like, even when people in class and I, you just have to go like this. Mm, yeah. No, I don't actually agree with anything that just came wow. out your mouth. Like, yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to you. I'm lying to my professor. Totally. Like, it's just like, but you have, it's a respect, you know, like I respect your opinions and I expect the same thing, but that respect isn't actually there. And we have to take those 10 minutes to be even respectful human beings to each other. Like, it just like, it sucks because it's like you're wasting your time, but it's also yeah. like what you're doing. We shouldn't have to be doing that because we are so like yeah. messed up in reality. It, it, yeah. it, it not only backfired on the teacher <laughs> that she wanted you to have this big revelation, but your revelation was like, this is stupid. Well, I asked that because like, I t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. I asked that because I talked to middle schoolers and they're like, um, what's the point of math? But we could all agree there's a huge point in math. Yeah. It's right. the I'm a prob- math minor. It's the educational problem that we haven't shown them the importance and the we don't tie it to the real life. Yeah, we don't connect it to and the real so life. So that's why yeah. I, was, I, I was like, you know, just wanted to wonder. I was wondering about that because that's like you want these young people to be like, math is actually dope and it's in everything. It's and so it'll cool. Be the reason why you succeed or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. really, like yeah. basic math. And so that was that was pretty interesting. I just my mind was blown. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Uh, do you Jeez. guys have any uh, uh, final thoughts? Yeah, we've been at it for a little bit now. So, um, mm. let me just uh, conclude by saying, uh, "Go Gen Z." Yes. Yeah. God loves you. Greatest generation ever exists. Yeah. Um, smartest. Yeah. It's hardest all I gotta working. say is college is overpriced. 
and workers are underpaid. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Jermaine? That's it. Nah, man. Shout out to Boomers, too, and Gen <laughs> X, yeah. man. Go, bo- go Boomers. Let's go. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.